1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of the return of the Scottish Leagues after the international break. An independent panel has judged only three out of 407 VAR decisions were incorrect in the first round of Premiership fixtures. Celtic can stretch their lead at the top to 11 points when they welcome struggling Motherwell tomorrow. And Rangers will try and respond on Sunday with Philippe Clement dismissing the suggestion. Aberdeen try harder against the Ibrox side. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me you have Simon Donnelly and Hugh Evans. Black Friday, followed by <laughs> Super Saturday, followed by Super Sonic Sunday at Pataudry. With all due respect to Stevie Clark and his players, you've done it, you're there. The t-shirt says, we're off to Germany. Good, but let's have the club football back this weekend. We have missed you all. And we have it back for, I believe, the next four months before the next <laughs> international break. So as much as... I'm delighted that the, the national team has qualified. Um, much with Hugh, we were through. These games had to be played, obviously. Uh, scored a few goals, conceded a few goals. But yes, we're back to the bread and butter for the next foreseeable. There is a winter break, of course. But until then, it is wall-to-wall club football. We are talking Premiership. We're talking Europe. We're talking League Cup. It is all Scottish Cup this weekend as well. It is all there between now and the end of this year. So strap yourselves in because Scottish football rarely disappoints when the games come this thick and fast. And if you want to get your thoughts in, it's 0141 951 1025. Let's do it right now. You can just speak generally. You can just come on and celebrate the fact that the domestic stuff is back this weekend. Or if you want to get more specific on today's headlines, let's do that as well. What did you make of that story early this morning? An independent panel Uh, has come out with their assessment that only three out of 407 VAR reviews were incorrect in the first round of Premiership fixtures. So by that, I mean, you know, once every team had played each other once. 407 decisions, only three incorrect, according to this independent panel. I've got a funny feeling you might disagree with that and think it was a few more than three, but you can let us know um, and we can maybe explain a bit the process as to what exactly that, decision uh, that process sorry has been on Celtic Motherwell tomorrow looking to go 11 points clear Motherwell desperate for a win nine without a win you really probably don't want to be going to Celtic Park so if you want to get game specific there uh, let's talk about what's at stake for both sides Celtic fans Alistair Johnson Louis Palmer coming back from international duty today Uh, would you risk them tomorrow would you have Rome in mind when picking your team against Motherwell And, of course, we round off the week looking ahead to Rangers' trip to Aberdeen. Always a good fixture anyway, always a big fixture. And it seems there's been an extra spice added to the build-up to this one with discussions about who tries hardest against who. It's a bit like when these two are on Beat the Pundit. Uh, They take it particularly seriously uh, on certain nights. But if you want to get into that stuff as well, maybe there's decisions for you Rangers fans to be made in terms of team as well, I wonder what does that what does that strongest team look like now for a game like this? You know, is Todd Cantwell definitely in it? You know, is it is it Tom Lawrence? Are there decisions to be made there for Philippe Clement? What do you make of this run in between now and the end of the year? So, oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Just another quiet Friday, Hugh. 
Well, uh, counter the argument about the three decisions being wrong for VAR by saying the Celtic manager, the man who can go 11 points clear if he beats Motherwell tomorrow, is on record as saying, if it was up to me, I would Mm. bin it now. So it's a big day for Brendan Rodgers and everyone uh, at Celtic Park tomorrow. Uh, Alistair Johnson and Louis Palmer, I think by virtue of the fact they only arrived back in the country today, will not start the game. It's a day for Anthony Ralston in place of Johnson and I suspect uh, James Forrest in place of Louis Palmer. But the pressure is on Stuart Kettlewell. One point from the last 27. It looks from this distance as if it might be one point from 30. Yeah, I I think think Motherwell will struggle tomorrow. I I was at the last Celtic game against Aberdeen. I thought it was their best performance of the season, uh, arguably. And... It was only when I drove in here tonight, Hugh Keevens burst my bubble a wee bit, <laughs> saying that Palmer, <laughs> he doesn't reckon Palmer will play tomorrow, because I thought he was terrific. Uh, I thought him and Yang were excellent on, on the day. But, yeah, the, the journey, the travel with him and Johnston, probably the team will be refreshed with, as you said, the Champions League game on Tuesday in mind as well. But I thought Celtic were excellent in that last game. I think they're beginning to find a little bit of rhythm in their play. And I think that will spell a lot of problems for Motherwell tomorrow. I wonder if there might be a, a chink of light for Mikey Johnson tomorrow as well because you know he played for the Republic of Ireland midweek, was named man of the match. There is, there is a, a, a vacancy for a wide man tomorrow. Might he get a look in? I suppose it could be. The guys get off the plane, they're feeling great and they go and play anyway. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that team looks like. Motherwell fans, you might want to get involved because we're definitely in need a win territory. But you... Are you making allowances for tomorrow given the difficulty of the opponent and the venue? Let us know how you're feeling into it as well. Celtic fans, how psychologically important could it be to try and open up that 11-point gap? Yes, Rangers would then have two games in hand and that's where you Rangers fans come in. Are you expecting an Aberdeen team who are trying out their skin uh, to get something at Pataudry on Sunday? Let us know. We'll hear from Philippe Clement. We heard from Brendan Rogers earlier in the week. There's more chat about VAR, everyone's favourite topic. Uh, there's even Scottish Cup action tonight and tomorrow. It is all happening. 01419511025. Let's kick off with John, who's on the line. Take it away, John. Well, I've just seen a review of 407 decisions in VAR, and mm-hmm. they only get three rang. Is somebody, is somebody been on the drink or something? Or been on the wacky or something? Well, <laughs> let's let's leave let's leave the second reference just there. Let, let's let's tread carefully. It's one of those. I mean, when I saw the number, you, yeah. you just know that nobody's going to say, "Yeah, that sounds about right," because it's e- e- three. three. It's just Who, not. It's just not the way you you can, view these things. Can you enlighten us further? Mm. Who? Comprises this independent I panel I can Because I think it's important Even just for a bit of context You do not have to agree with that number I would not in- try and make you agree with the number I'm not sure I agree with the number But it is An independent review panel That's been set up Anonymous So, so anonymous Yep But it comprises of Former players, coaches, managers Ooh, right? right So we always hear that ah, You know it should be people that know the game And all that sort of stuff And I think the background to this is Probably worth considering last season when VR was in its infancy, the SFA might say, yep, look, we believe we've got 97% of our decisions right. And people would understandably say, yeah, but you're, mar- but you're marking your own homework. So simil- they, they have a very similar thing in England. So this panel's been set up 
Um, at any given time, I think it's three ex players, managers, coaches, not currently attached. Do you know who they are? Uh, I don't actually. I've got a sneak now. I'm not kidding. Um, I don't, but they're not attached <laughs> my, to a club. My snap um, just, just, just sorry, Hugh. Just to just to quickly um, paint the picture. So, like we said, it, it sits independent of the Scottish FA, so that they can get some sort of critical feedback, if you like. They've gone through, and like I say, it's the first round of fixtures. Yeah. So, for instance, I know like Livy Rangers a couple of weeks ago had some contentious ones. I think on the same weekend was it um, Motherwell Hearts had some contentious mm-hmm. ones. So those won't have been considered yet. But in that first um, round of fixtures, this panel... So what was this, that three? Wrong? ...has gone through the 407 of- checks and they believe that three were incorrect. Would you like to know which three? Yes, please. Okay, the three that they've come up with was Bojan Miovsky's double-hit penalty against St Mirren. Remember it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they feel that it was definitely a double hit, like the ball hit one foot, then the other goal shouldn't have stood. The goal okay. obviously stood in the day. And the other two, incidentally, if we're always looking for which club is hardest done by, both the other decisions involved Dundee. So you might remember it was Josh Mulligan's <coughs> challenge at Dens Park against Kilmarnock, Danny Armstrong, over in front of the dugout. And this is an interesting one because he got sent off Referee came to the monitor and stood by his decision, which mm. we don't often see to send right. him off. Yep. Panel says, no, that was wrong. That should have been a yellow. Um, and also an offside goal that Dundee were done out of at Livy. Willie I, Collin believed someone was in front of the goalkeeper. Panel said I no. I think anyone, anyone, John on the line has his suspicions about how they've arrived at this decision. But I think anyone, professional player, manager, fan, would agree that to say that only three were wrong is mm. unfathomable. But see, just in the interest of fairness, right, because let me underline, I would agree with that. I, there are others that, that I personally think were wrong, but I th- do we not have to be careful with the wording? You say, you know, your suspicions about how it was arrived. Surely all it is is just an example of how subjective this stuff is. These are, these are just three former coaches, former managers, former yeah, players, I- whatever, who've I'm just a, been asked to cast their eye. I, I'm only being flippant because of John's description of where this might have been caused. Uh, but three... Is John and, of any And only three, mm. Simon, three out of more than 400 yeah, is, yeah. is simply incorrect. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and like the panel would say they disagree, obviously. Um, John, what's your... What kind of stands out then as other ones that you think... Well, I'm really... I can't specifically. I mean, there's that many decisions. It's. I mean, I don't. I don't even celebrate a goal now. It's got that bad. I go. I go to my club every week. I don't celebrate a goal. I don't. It's a waste of time because everyone seems to go to bar. No, I mean, mm-hmm. it's actually totally destroying the atmosphere. You celebrate a goal, and next minute, I just actually stand there now. And by the way, some of the decisions that Rangers have got have been turned around and saved dubious. No, I mean, not mean to bar. So I'm no, I'm no defending my club. My club have got dodgy decisions with that. Do you know what I mean? So for any the mm. NPC three or four hundred and seventy. And it do you know something? It's always the same in Scottish football. Everything's done in secrecy. They never they never tell you who the people are. All the panels, anything they do in Scottish football is all done in secrecy. Mm. There's no transparency. What difference would it make to you, John, if I if I said to you the names of those people right now, because it is you're right, it always comes up this stuff. Um, well, and, well, I know fans feel, difference. yeah. No, it made them accountable and accountable. Why? The, why? First of all, who they were and who appointed them. Mm-hmm. I need disrespect, Mister Doncaster. His wages has went through a hundred, hundred, hundred thousand. 
to nearly half a million pounds, right, for a job. But he doesn't do nothing anyway. That's my personal opinion. He's taking money out for, I mean, he's not done nothing for us. The cliche, the cliche deal, uh, we got, uh, we, we had to pay a consultancy firm £100,000 a year to get that deal. Mm. These these all may be, these all may be very real um, very accurate points, but they're, they're the problem with accountability. Do, sorry, so there's nothing to do with SPFL or, or no, Neil Doncaster. No. The, the the problem with accountability, John, in this part of the world, is that when the list of names are revealed, people who support Celtic say, "Oh, we're not having him. He's got a Rangers background." Or Rangers fans say, "We're not having him. Exactly. He's got a Celtic background." That's the problem with accountability. This here. notion that we would all take that on the chin and say, yeah. "Oh well, at least we know who it." Just and also, I think there's actually because that's the sort of cynical side of our game, which will never but, go away. But accurate, hundred percent. But I think there's also another quite simple one here, in that it's ex-players, coaches, managers who may well try and get a job yeah. at a club the next week, yeah. and who may <clears> the <throat> previous week have yeah, put their head enough. up and said, "Yeah, that." So see, actually, yeah. when you think of it like that, I, I would agree with John. In some respects, in that it's not maybe ideal, mm. but you know, again, no, I'd go back to the, uh, the the argument I said. Um, Brendan Rogers said he would bin it. That's mm. a, that's a very big comment to be made by the man at the top of the league uh, at the biggest mm. club in the country. Uh, but, so, and he's not alone. No, know, of course. But um, then, but then that, that that's I think that's the package, isn't it? Because you could still. I don't think necessarily Brendan Rodgers or, or whoever, if they're saying, no, I want to bin VAR, that's not necessarily only as a result of the number of decisions they feel are correct or incorrect. It can be, as John says, that it's overall, the whole, uh, it's the whole overall way, feeling of it's what, the whole what's been done. feeling of football. John quite rightly says, we all now watch football in a different way. And it's I'm exactly like John. A goal goes in, if it was Scotland last week and we're watching it, you're jumping about for a split second and then yeah. it's pausing and you're waiting for them see, taking it back. See, at, Hamden, as a, at Hamden the other night, don't get changed to, the way we to go watch very it. often. The Stuart Armstrong goal was brilliant, but you're, you almost are in green. See the little pass down the line to McGinn. I thought, mm, I wonder if I he's know. off there. Um, and, that, I, I, and that's just, how we watch the game now because I, you, you watch it as it's building up and you're like, oh, was that a wee bit, you know, was he creeping offside there? And it, the spontaneity spontaneity yeah. of celebration from whether it's the fan or the, the viewer on the telly or even the players has been taken away yeah. the only thing that's worth again this doesn't mean any you can still think what you want about the what decisions are right or wrong but when we hear 407 it's, it sounds huge but bearing in mind the vast 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 majority of them are just silent checks, you know, that have just gone on. And yeah. so I think. But the, I still come the, back to the fact I know, that but just, three. But let's just paint the picture, though. I'm just talking about the facts because there's enough opinion. I'm just trying to put a bit of context. So out of the 407, some of them are just silent oh, ones. Oh, we've not seen 400 managers, uh, 400 refs like go to the monitor. <laughs> Do you like want it. to know how many in the first round went to the monitor on. for an on field review? 29. Right, okay. So 11 in the first. Round the fixtures Every team played each other once 29 times right. The ref went to the monitor Okay so They didn't go 407 times They went 29 times I must come back to the figure 3 mm. Logic and reason tells you That more than 3 have been mm. wrong it, it, it's, Any that it, spring to mind for it's you? A, it's a, it's a, a nonsense to suggest mm. That 
only three. It's just their opinion, isn't it? That, 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 that's fine. I don't, like I say, I don't necessarily agree with well, those decisions either, but to just say, ah, it's a nonsense, it, it's just their opinion on... Mm. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, my opinion is that their opinion's wrong. Which ones do you think, um, any that spring to mind? You know, again, to go over 400 calls... No, whatever. but I'm not, because most of them are silent, obviously, but in terms of like big I ones... I mean, fans, that... a Rangers fan would come on here and say, uh, when Lager Bielka was mm-hmm. uh, dispossessed of the ball... It was unfair. Yeah. Uh, I happen to think that once you've looked at it from several angles over and over again, no, I think it was a foul on Lagabielka. Uh, but and the, and the panel clearly agree with so, your assessment on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. You know, th- th- there will be times, but any fan, any manager will tell you that three is an unfathomable answer to arrive at. Uh, thank you very much to John. Uh, what about Sheena, who's on the line? What do you think, Sheena? Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm not bad, thank you. I was just um, picking up on your points for the, the VAR. They only picked up three kind of decisions that were wrong. Yeah. Um, I can point out one in particular that wasn't mentioned. It was uh, the corner goals, two hands up. Um, that particular yeah, time... But bear in mind, by the way, you can think what you like about that one, but bear in mind it was last season. So this, this number today um, is just from the start of the season up till the... I think it was the weekend that the League Cup semis were played. So that, that's just why oh, that wouldn't be included in those figures. Right, OK then. So we'll go with uh, the Dyson Maeda sending off then. Yeah, uh, yeah. again, wouldn't be included in the numbers because it was European competition. But again, you can understand mm. these are all ones that, that you know would be causing frustration. She, she, yeah. uh, she knows us. Uh, are you a Celtic fan, Sheena? I am, yeah. Uh, that that, that yeah. tends to be what happens. You know, that the, there'll be... Uh, Ashina, who supports Rangers, will come on and give us two decisions that affected Rangers. You know, I, I'm trying to Absolutely get, I'm trying to get away from the Celtic Rangers thing entirely, and say that for me, it's nonsensical that you can only find three wrong decisions as a consequence of VAR for the, the duration of this season. Yeah, uh, can we can we try and? I mean, we've got a long show though, so we're going to try and delve a bit more specifically into some of the incidents. We we can't just keep saying that. You you know, it's fine for Sheena and whoever to come on and and give different incidents, even if it is through their own lens. I think the numbers it definitely sounds dramatic, Simon. I think it works out at, on average. I didn't know this. I don't know if people want to think of this when they're going to bed to help them get to sleep. Um, <clears throat> the average over that first period of games is zero point four. Mm on-field reviews per game. So on average, the ref goes to the monitor 0.4 times in a game, which obviously isn't possible, but you know what yeah. I mean, um, over, the, over the period. So, I don't know, I, I, I get why it's that the 407 is there, but it's that, that maybe makes it sound a bit more dramatic. That, that in your head, it's as if 407 times the, the ref's gone to the monitor. Yeah, I, I just feel with three out of 407 tells me that it's working almost perfectly and if you had the feeling if you asked any supporter mm-hmm. across the board and their yeah. their huge touch on Brendan Rodgers wants to scrap it yeah. so 3 out of 407 mm-hmm. makes it sound as if it's almost perfect yeah. and it's it, quite the word, the, the word independent comes back to my mind here yeah. who assembled this independent tribunal and why is it not an SPFL tribunal because it's their game. Who well, it's the, Scot- the Scottish FA are in charge of the referees and, and disciplinary side of things, aren't they? Well, so. OK. If you want the, the SFA to 
bring you up to date on what they think the success rate of VAR is in the SPFL. Yeah. Fine. Why is it an independent tribunal and that, who put them together? Because that's, well, like obviously it's under the umbrella of the Scottish FA, but that's the point. Because if the Scottish FA did it, people would say, well, of course you're going to make the figures look good. So they tried, tried to do it independently, which isn't working either, yeah. according to the first 25 minutes but of the show. I think people would have you know, a greater belief in someone their, marking their own homework, the, the official body. But then that's it's, it's their own refs that would be critiquing and then you would you would be sitting exactly here and saying, oh, how can we trust that? Of course it, they're going to say they got it right. If we're having this level of discussion about it, then it, it is one of the most contentious issues in Scottish football. And John, the first caller, who said doesn't celebrate and you yourself admitted that when Scotland oh, scored, absolutely, yeah. everyone feels that way now. It has had a dramatic impact on the way people look at football now and not in a good way. 0141-951-1025 It's a good time to call Let's do it Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 And it is Twitter at Clyde SSB If you want to get in touch Please do Let's bring in Stephen Who's on the line Take it away Stephen How are you doing? Good, Good how are you? you? Aye, no bad, no Good. bad <laughs> Aye, so the, the, the reason I phoned up was I was obviously listening to the show there I was driving along in my van And uh, I've actually stood this thing kebab shop now but, uh, <laughs> Oh, what are you getting Stephen? <laughs> uh, I don't know why just a, just a donut kebab Basic, basic Good choice stuff. Solid Friday um, option <laughs> um, So no, Basically the point That I was hoping to make Was that um, I've listened to Obviously the, the What they've said About the You know What's happening with far And Would it be scrapped Stuff like that But also the point That you know So many percent uh, Proves that It's been a success Right Now my, my argument towards that Is the fact That it's not the actual The success rate Of the VAR It's It's the inconsistencies still with the referees or the VAR panel. Now, as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to give somebody a, a penalty for a, a, a tug in a jersey, then it, it has to happen all the time. And it's But that's going to ruin the game. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I think it's a nonsense thing. But, you know, the penalties that, that you do see um, uh, uh, across... I mean, it's happened loads of times this season for people getting a tug in their jersey... Um, it's also ha- that's also happened and it's never been given. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think that... So they can say that it's a success, but see, really, I think it actually... The VAR panel... The, the VAR actually shows up that there's really, really... You know, there's no consistency between the referees or... But to be, to, be fair, to be fair, Stephen, if you cast your mind back to the days before VAR, that was exactly the same situation. Yeah. Referees mm. were inconsistent <clears throat> before the arrival of VAR and they're inconsistent after the implementation yeah. of VAR. That will mm. never go away yeah. because it, you know it's no, subjective, two, isn't it? No, nobody looks. No two men look at the same or two women look at the same incident and come up with the same decision. No, but they've got a tell you know. You know they can, they can look at that. They can review it. That's what a video assistant. I mean, it's a. It's, but they, it's but they, they will of Stephen just just for accuracy again. You can still subjectively debate, but they they will have. That's what I was on about with the, the kind of silent check. So although you might see a shirt pull, 
and think that should have been a penalty. It doesn't mean that they've missed it. It doesn't mean that they haven't looked at it. That, that's what I mean when I say silent check. So that number, that 407, as I said to Simon, that doesn't mean 407 trips to the monitor. Of course it doesn't. That's happened 29 times this season. Um, but it will still have been looked at. But then, then you're right. Then your instincts as a football fan are more than allowed to kick in and say, but I think that should be a penalty. And that's no different to that one. That That's fine. But I, I just mean in terms of process, it doesn't necessarily mean it won't have been looked at, you know? Yeah, no, no, I understand that. And I knew that, I mean, you obviously you've touched on that quite a few times through the through the show tonight. Um, and I understand that, but what are the rules of the game? Are the rules of the game that if it's a tug in a jersey in the box, then it's a penalty? I no. mean, is that the case? No. No, that's not, that's not the rule? No. So, no so, so when is it a penalty then? When... Yeah, when it the player? Yeah, pretty much. So this is, this is kind of the big one at the moment, Simon, I think clearly trying to negotiate through. Remember last season it was like handball and I'm, oh my goodness, we're never going to agree but it does feel <coughs> touch the nearest bit of wood. Yeah. Kind of calm down a little bit in the handballs and maybe we all seem a bit more comfortable now roughly. Remember at the start of last yeah, uh, when little, VR first came in. Mm. Um, because Stephen's right and, and I think the rules of the game, laws of the game, guidance to referees, not every shot pull in the box is a penalty. So let, let's use that, as a, use that as our starting point. It's still going to be hugely subjective, but what the refs have to work through, my understanding is, is the shot pull or the holding, is it, you know, is it prolonged? Is it quick? Is there a quick hold and let go? Or is it prolonged? Most crucially, does it does it stop you or does it impede you from getting to the ball? If the ball's crossed to the near post and I'm pulling your shirt at the back post, yeah. who cares? Just leave it. What's the point? But if, you, if the ball's dropping onto the penalty spot, you're going to get there and I pull you down then, well, that's so obviously got more, more chance. Yeah, but, but, but those would be the kind of criteria yeah. Yeah. that you would look at. And, and Hugh's right, VAR has totally changed the inbox. It, sorry, it should have changed the inbox behaviour, but players still try it and they might get away with it and mm. they might not. And I totally understand why Stephen feels it's inconsistent, but that, that's the process. They're kind of trying to look at the ones, prioritise the ones that basically stop a player getting to the, to the ball, really, is, yeah. is the kind of... And, and, basically, and basically that's just down to the, um, the referee's kind of opinion of it or Because there's a panel yeah. there, surely they have to decide between them Is this, you know mm-hmm. panel of three, And, I, and I know they can't go to the monitor all the time But you know, there's guys sitting in a, a TV studio watching yeah. it you know? No, but they would, that's what I'm saying, they, they would as well That's just where your usual, and bore into tears with it That's just where that usual process <laughs> kicks in Of, Aye. okay, well we have spotted a shot pull there we feel that's a clear and obvious error therefore we recommend you come and have a look at it that's what you it is yeah. let, let, let me be specific then on one particular thing uh, Celtic play Aberdeen win 6-0 uh, Jack McKenzie cleans out O in the six yard box and the referee mm-hmm. a problem I think referees subconsciously VAR has made them slightly lackadaisical uh, because they think well the, the machinery will pull me out if I get it wrong it was clearly a penalty kick. Referee doesn't mm-hmm. spot it mm-hmm. and then goes to the monitor and then awards correctly yeah. a penalty kick. So now, Stephen's asking you know, about consistency. In the days before VAR, that happens. The fans agree, the referees are balloon and we move on. <laughs> now now we have a situation mm. where the referees are balloon and the VARs yeah. are balloon as well. But not in that case you wouldn't be because the, the correct the, yeah, decision was arrived that, at. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's See, in a, fairness, that, that one, I was at the game, I wasn't entirely sure because uh, yeah. I think O miss hits it. I had to yeah. look at the, 
had to look at the replay for that one. I think that's not a bad use of it. There's loads of times we go, you know, what's happening here, but I think that's kind of what it's there for, isn't it? Yeah. And if we, I think we've got enough, we've got enough uh, problems dealing with the ones that we feel don't come to the right decision. The ones yeah. that do, you kind of need. To yeah, just but the only reason I raised that particular one is, uh, I'm looking at referees. He should have made. Mm. A, the right call there and there are several instances and in all games si- Simon's th- telling you he's there and with his leanings as well Simon I, I didn't see, know it was a penalty I can see what you saying there though I, I do think now with that yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, safety blanket that's maybe of, not the best example but yeah, generally certain decisions sure. safety blanket I'm not going to make a decision because you know there's three guys on the monitor looking at it and it'll get pulled back yeah. I, I agree with that to an extent I, th- I think you're seeing that certainly that what's the, the what, that impression given all over that just completely different did you see did you see the one that Ukraine were done out of Aye. against Italy yeah. right at the end and yeah. you see the ref the ref doesn't even do anything they, they, they the ref just kind of backs off as if incredible someone's going to help me out here incredible obviously they're encouraged not uh, to obviously this is not a problem exclusive to Scotland either I mean the, the worst decisions involving VAR have happened uh, in England this season uh, but in general terms Stephen Scotland's the wrong country for VAR. We don't trust anybody about anything and we think the game's corrupt here. So it's just the wrong country for VAR. What about Stephen? Uh, sorry, that was Stephen and Crawford. Enjoy the kebab, by the way. <laughs> uh, can I just very quickly, quick, quick, another quick. thing, very quickly. Um, do you believe that the consistency has gotten better since VAR came in then? No. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I think it, this is the thing. It's easy to get caught up in it. I don't necessarily like it. I quite liked football before it. But I think you have to say there's more decisions right than wrong now, do you not? I mean, obviously. Yeah, they, they bail people out of uh, right. of trouble on occasion. Uh, no, but we, do you know what I mean? Like, let, let's let's be real for a second. Even if you hate it, obviously the number of right decisions has gone up. Yeah. Listen, the number of factual yeah. ones, like yeah. offsides and stuff, that would, wouldn't have counted. Listen, yeah. the, the game is imperfect. People are totally imperfect. agree with that. Yeah, t- I totally agree. And but therefore, you will never arrive at that situation where Stephen and everyone agrees that the referee got it right and VAR got it right. They are and imperfect. Should we? That's what it's all about. Keeps us going. If you look back over 407 of my predictions, you would realise <laughs> that no one is perfect. John, what are you thinking? How you doing, Gordon? Good, you? You and Simon. Hi. I know what I mean. Um, my thing about the VAR is the whole point of VAR is it's meant to be there to assist the referee. Am I right? Video assistant and yep. referee, yeah, indeed. Yeah, okay, right. So, see, when you get a decision where the referee is thinking at the game and he misses something, and VAR highlighted to him, right? And mm-hmm. just say, like you said, the, the guy before pulling a jersey or something like that, yeah. And the referee goes to the monitor. Now, when the referee goes to the monitor, 99.999 times it's a penalty, right? What I want is for the referee to actually look at that and go, really? You're kidding. That's never a penalty. Or they do, if that's the case, why do we even have a referee? Yeah. Here's the the problem, John, right? I I think, see, like, six weeks ago or whatever, I think think that's a great point, and I think everybody feels that. But weirdly, and maybe this is what I said earlier about getting a kind of narrative in your head and letting it sit in, We've actually three this season where the referee's stuck with his original decision, which is quite high. I mentioned, what did I say, 24 or something? What did I say? Uh, monitor checks? That 29. What I 29. We've had three where the referee's stuck with his original decision, which is quite high, right, generally. And then here comes the next problem. 
the ones that have stuck with their decision, it was probably wrong. Mm. The one that I mentioned, the three that have been picked out by the panel, at Dens Park, the referee goes over, he sticks with his decision that it should be a red, and everybody goes, good, well done, that's it. Courage of your conviction, stick yeah. with your decision. Except the panel have now looked at that they and went, it that's never a red. And I did say it was only up to a certain round of fixtures. When they do this next meeting... I'm not a betting man, but I would put Hugh Keevan's Nokia <laughs> down to say that the panel is going to say that the referee at the Motherwell Harps oh, game a couple of weeks ago should not have stuck with his original decision and should have given Liam Boyce a penalty. So it's not a great time for that argument, even though I think John overall is right. We all know that usually when they go to the monitor, it's it's yeah. it's happening. Uh, again, it's about imperfection uh, and people get things wrong. And as they always say, you're wrong even when you're right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this is what goes on. And uh, listen, the VAR arguments will continue. You'll come back here six months from now and give us mm. the updated independent yeah. tribunal review and we'll, and we'll still argue over it. And here's the thing, that number right now, and it definitely does sound dramatic, I don't know what it will be next time. Again, if I were a betting man... 100%. Well, well no, because bear in mind, right, so what did we say, three from three this round? From, oh. But already, in one weekend, you Liam Boyce penalty at Motherwell. What was the other one? Ross McCausland penalty, Livingston. Mm. So there's every chance you're yeah. getting two already from yeah. the very first round of fixtures. But anyway, uh, let me park that, because believe it or not, even more important than VAR is this. Well done to Alan in Falkirk. How must he be feeling just along the road who won £150,000 on Make Me A Winner? Brilliant. Seriously? Oh, no. Give me a minute. I don't know what to say here. <laughs> it's one of the ones out. You enter competitions, you never really expect to win them, but there you go. Unbelievable. Thank, I can't thank you enough. £150,000 Alan Honestly what a weekend he's going to have Will it be you who's winning next Only if you enter £155,000 in the bank account How does that sound? That will be the deal on Monday When we make the next call It's a guaranteed winner as well We're going to keep calling Until someone answers And says those magic words But you do need to be in the draw So text YES to 61025 That's Y-E-S to 61025 And if you do it right now You get three entries for the price of one Texts are £2 Plus your standard network rate and you can also enter at Clyde1.com with online entries costing £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only. All the rules for this network competition can be found online and if you get the call from us after 3pm on Monday answer within five rings say make me a winner straight away and £155,000 would be yours. Text yes to 61025 right now. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 I've got this wild notion that maybe Before the end of the show we'll talk about the football games This weekend because they're big ones They're exciting ones, they're good ones But there is a bit of this Hugh that You just need this stuff off your chest After an international break yeah. And there is no topic like VAR to get us going There's no point in talking about Which point, pot do you think Scotland will get in <laughs> And uh, do you think Xander Clark will make it Or Craig Gordon We've done that it's over. Get over it. What about Gordon Dale's top 10 last oh, night? Oh, spectacular. <laughs> spectacular, <on> spectacular <laughs> honestly. Uh, but listen, if VAR does us out in the Euro final, 
um, you know, we can all come together and have a good old whinge about it, can't we? If you're in the Euro final, you can have my caravan in Anstruther. <laughs> oh, you're a generous man. What about Tommy in Troon? How are you, Tommy? I'm fine. What's he thinking tonight then? What I'm thinking about is, as Simon correctly stated, 407 reviews and three wrong is less than 1%. So mm. it sounds like it's almost perfect. Brendan Rogers has stated he was getting a dare. Stephen Robinson is not too happy. I'm sure in the past, Derek McInnes has viewed the same opinion. What if Celtic, Kilmarnock and St Mirren stop paying for it? Is there a legal obligation? In other words, if the clubs don't fund it, it can't, can't be happening, surely. Sure, no, you're absolutely right. So, so what's to stop Celtic, not just Celtic, mm-hmm. but the other clubs who say, we're not happy with this, just saying, look, let's... Is there a legal commitment for a season or two seasons or five seasons or why did you stop paying? Could yeah. Celtic play Scottish FPL games without VAR because we're not paying for it? Because we're the biggest contributor, I believe. Um, I think. Well, I think ultimately, though, I wonder if it's worth bearing in mind, Hugh, and I, I could be wrong here, but just because, you know, if Brendan Rodgers, he said, if it was up to me personally, uh-huh. you know, I'd get rid of it. And Stephen Robinson, you might not be a fan. I, I, I'm not sure that's the same as the club uh-huh. officially saying we are against this. We, you know, we don't want this anymore. And I think what's be- what, again worth bearing in mind that as exciting as is, it's all a very hypothetical thing. You know, it's quite easy to say, ah, you know, ah, get rid of it. You know, and I'm not sure it's actually um, like this. It's not like officially Celtic are officially wanting to withdraw VAR. I don't think that's where we're at. We've had the cup matches this season where clubs have opted out of having VAR. Um, presumably, you can opt out of having it in SPFL matches, but they, no, I they, think I think it would need to be. You know, if it's in the Premiership, it's in for all the games. But, you but, would imagine, but it then leads to chaos. You know, the, you know, I'm sure that Tommy, you wouldn't like a situation whereby you have Celtic. Uh, with no VAR at Celtic Park, and then you go and play Motherwell at Fir Park, and there is VAR. Uh, that that brings up a whole different argument about natural justice, and uh, you know you can't have one rule at one ground and another rule at another ground. If all of the clubs in Scotland decided that it was a negative, a negative mm-hmm. so large that they wanted to be without it, then there are political steps that you can take to eventually end up at the, the SFA. However, the clubs, someone, Tommy, is going to have to take the first step, whether it's your club or another one. Someone would have to I, lobby the other clubs and say, look, can we have a show of hands here? How many would like to see VAR discontinued in Scotland? Well, I mean, they've all just voted in not that long ago, and I get maybe you feel that it, it's, you know, it's not <coughs> turned out the way we wanted. This could just be a personal thing, Simon. It, look, it sounds dramatic, and it's it's a good conversation for us. Hypothetically, mm. would you get rid of it? I, I don't. That, to me, it just doesn't seem like that's on the table. You just it's it's no, it's everywhere. It's, it seems it's to be you know. It, Unfortunately, as Hugh as Hugh mentioned earlier, it's caused major chaos in England yeah. this year with all their cameras and all their years' experience prior to us getting it. Champions League, you're, it, it, it is completely imperfect, and you are more than entitled to say that you feel it's. Sucking the life out of football mm. or whatever, I don't think the conversation of should we get rid of it is realistic. Maybe no. a good conversation to have, but I don't think it's realistic. I think, in fairness, it's here to stay. I think across the board, Europe, the world, it's here to stay. Unfortunately, and it, it drives me mad at times. It drives it. <laughs> Brendan Rogers is talking about it there. 
as you quite rightly say, it's not a Celtic statement, it's his opinion. I think the, the guy before him, Postacoglu, made his frustrations with it, taking too much time. I think yeah. he said that at Tottenham this year as well, with certain things. It's you want another boring stat about the average, on, length, average on, length of a VAR review in Scotland this season? Uh-huh. Go on. Two minutes and 20 seconds. Two minutes and 20, too long, in my opinion. <laughs> but VAR is like income tax. In terms of you know, going it's, to the monitor and stuff. I mean. It's abhorrent, but it's with us, Simon. <laughs> forever. Is. It is. And I'm almost certainly going to regret this at 20 seconds to the break, but you know, Tommy's a Celtic fan and... Uh, we'll always have we'll always have arguments in this show of nah don't don't you try and tell us this stuff evens itself out because I know that this team's had this this and this my team's only this this and this but I'm sure there were times Brendan Rodgers well, he would have been thankful of it on the day that the goal was ruled out against Rangers earlier this season yep. VR yep. intervened yep. and also people who don't like it it's not all about the number of decisions perceived to be correct as you say sometimes it's about is it the delay is it the the lack of communication to fans, the lack of communication to you know the viewer watching at home? Um, there's a kind of lot that we'd get into that that debate, wouldn't there? There's lo- there's loads about it that creates frustration. I, I touched on it earlier on about spontaneous celebrations, uh, people watching the game differently, mm-hmm. goals going in, and and you're you're already now looking at the replay, saying are they going to dig them up for that? Is it a handball? Is it a, it's just changing the way that we watch football did that surprise you that that other stat that i said because i must admit that that surprised me so 93 percent so there was, there was 239 goals checked yeah in that opening period of fixtures it, it does. and 93 percent the original decision stood i must yeah. admit i thought it would have been been lower lower than that yeah, yeah. that surprised yeah. me but in again my, in my maturity and mellow state of mind I thought that when Rangers had two goals chopped off against Celtic in the first half at Ibrox earlier in the season, it would be the end of the conspiracy theory and the end of rows over VAR. How wrong can a person be? Would, 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 were you surprised by that statistic that 93% of goal checks this season of... Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my Why do you think that is then? Like, is it because even if you still hate it and you, 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 won't, you won't be changing your mind on it, which is fine, is it, is it easy to get? sort of swept up in the fans have an immediate we've heard that voiced here on more than one occasion tonight fans have this immediate knee-jerk reaction that every time a goal is scored don't celebrate because mm. they'll chalk it off well you have just statistically shown us that that's not the case having said that I mean so just maybe it's your nature because fans still definitely celebrate I know to some individuals um, might be a bit more hesitant but loads, look at players, the ones that have got their shirt Aye. off and all that and then yeah, they, yeah, pulled they back. get pulled back. Anyway, Tommy, it is a good point. Thank you very much. It takes us up to time for this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. What a way to end the week than by beating Hugh Evans or Simon Donnelly who has crawled out of his sick bed to be with us tonight. I'm a bit, I'm a bit concerned because my... Finger's not in the pulse this week. You're a soldier, honestly. But at least you've got a pulse. That's the important <laughs> well, that's, thing. Yes. The Dazzler was complaining he wasn't well earlier in the week. I heard that. His week got worse when we pulled out that yeah. magazine article from <laughs> 1993. Simon had a fitness test this morning, Hugh. Yeah. And I was out of options. You were you were here on your own if you'd failed it, I must admit. <laughs> well, I, I was I was done this week moving people around. So listen, I was out at the boxing last night, I had a great night. I'm feeling tip top. How many? How many what? Classes. Oh, Please drink responsibly. <laughs> Let's play Beat the Pundit. You have to get your call in before 7 o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 0141 
0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 If you're just joining us One whole solid hour of a barneying <laughs> About VAR again And we've not even kicked the ball domestically this weekend So let's try and switch focus Onto the fixtures this weekend Because they are brilliant You look at Motherwell Nine without a win Desperate for some points And where are they going? Home of the champions Where Aberdeen lost 6-0 last time out And speaking of Aberdeen They're accused of trying harder Against Rangers Those two teams meet on Sunday So let's get your calls in on them please 01419511025 And we'll play this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football The pressure is off, it is 3-1 to the pundits this week Gordon DL has another defeat on his oh, resume yeah. uh, He says he wasn't feeling well, we'll let him away with it So you can try and put a bit of gloss on it for your I'll colleagues use that one tonight this week <laughs> so, what, so what are we talking, bedridden for the last few days? for a couple of days, yeah, just... Is it just man flu? Man flu. Oh, so, a lot better tonight. Youngsters yeah. these days, Hugh. I mean, sitting inside with a hat on. I mean, this, year, this is the way standards drop. I need a haircut. I need a haircut. <laughs> Chris is in co-winning. How's it going, Chris? I'm not too bad, mate. Yourself? Not bad. You ever played before? No, I've never played. I've been on before, but I've never played. Good, that's the way I like it. I like a debutante. Do you have a favourite? Who I don't know who's perceived as being weaker out of these two dump ones. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't like to say who's weaker, but I'm a Rangers fan, so I'd like to beat Simon. Yeah, I'm a bit older with knowledge. I'd like to beat him, but I'll probably not beat any of them. Well, I mean, he's certainly <laughs> older. I don't know if, if okay. knowledge automatically follows experience, no. certainly. But anyway, um, one of them has been in bed for a few days, and one of them had lots of red wine at the boxing <laughs> last night. So excuses and already then, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Heads, it's you. Tails, it's Simon. And it's Mr. Red Wine himself. Oh. <laughs> it's Hugh Keevens up against Chris Inkle winning. So we'll give Hugh some greatest hits radio to listen to, uh, just so he can't hear us, Chris. And you have the same time every night, 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can. And if you want to pass and move on, that is absolutely fine, OK? Let's go for it, mate. Let's go. Your time starts now. Who's the only team Celtic have taken points from in the Champions League this season? Uh, pass. What was the score last time Rangers played Aberdeen at Pataudry? Uh, 3-1 Aberdeen Which former Prime Minister said today He'd like to have managed Wraith Rovers um, Gordon Brown Name either manager Who previously replaced Derek Adams at Ross County Malcolm Mackay Paul McGinn joined Motherwell From which other Scottish side St Mirren Who did St Johnston beat To win the League Cup in 2021 Inverness Name any other country In Scotland Women's Nations League Group England Right in at the death I like that I like your style Finishing strong Let's bring back Hugh Can you hear us? Yeah a bit of Madonna there She's almost oh. as old as me Was she on Gordon DL's Top 10 songs? I don't, don't think, think she, she was, was. No nope. A few love ballads On there yeah, though Yeah they liked A wee bit of oh, love obviously. on it You missed Sibble. this At the boxing Sibble, last night Sibble Sibble tunes not Sensational the did, he, did he pick the wedding Walls three times? Yeah something like that Number 10 Number 10 was, was good yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah There was yeah. no Motherwell songs On the list Let's <laughs> oh, put it that way I see um, I wonder if he regrets that interview in 1993 <laughs> I think we've got a video that we can put out on that On social media, I think we will um, So stay tuned for that one um, But it's the same set of questions to you Hugh, you ready? I am Your time starts now Who's the only team Celtic have taken points from In the Champions League this season? Uh, Atletico What was the score last time Rangers played Aberdeen at Pataudry? 1-0 Rangers Which former Prime Minister said today He'd like to have managed at Wraith Rovers? Gordon Brown Name either manager who previously replaced Derek Adams at Ross County. Um, 
Jim Magda Paul McGinn joined Motherwell from which other Scottish side? Hibs Who did St Johnston beat to win the League Cup in 2021? Um, Aberdeen Okay Chris, you got more questions But did you get more correct? No <laughs> Spoiler, right there we go Let's find out Um Atletico Madrid is the only team Celtic have taken points from Hugh Keevans goes 1-0 in front to all Yep uh, The last time Rangers played Aberdeen at Pitodre None of you were correct It was 2-0 Aberdeen 2-0 oh. You remember Liam Scales Liam Scales with the strike The big cross oh, oh, We call it a strike yeah, it was a cross, are we? It was a cross, okay. it was a cross. Uh, And we also got the second And which former Prime Minister said today He'd like to have managed Wraith Rovers He is a famous Wraith Rovers fan yep. It's Gordon Brown My mate straight away just goes Imagine the Gordons Brown in the boardroom And DL In the dugout <laughs> Honestly What a pair they would have been 2-1 um, to Hugh Keevans This next one was This was the moment I knew That there was no red wine hangover This was an, You arrived here as a serious player Jim McIntyre yeah. That is a great shout Because Chris shout. went Malky Mackay Like I can see the thinking yeah. But he replaced John Hughes I think um, The two that have replaced Derek Adams Are Willie McStay and Jim McIntyre, 3-1 Hugh Keevans. And then at this point, he's just got his chest puffed out, yeah. you know, that way you score, you've got a bit of arrogance about you. Paul McGinn joined from Hibs. I get Chris is like, Chris was good at the educated guess. He uh -huh. said St Mirren. You can see mm. the McGinn connection, yeah, but it's wrong. Yeah. And none of you knew uh, that St Johnson beat Livy in the 2021 League Cup final. Was, was that not the game? Did you see that Aberdeen? Yeah. Was that not the game that our friend of the show Marvin Bartley played like right wing back or something? Did he? It's the sort of thing you wouldn't even do in the PlayStation playing him <laughs> oh, there, don't, right don't wing bring back. That up. Don't um, bring that up. I mean, Chris wasn't done there though, Hugh, because name any country in Scotland Women's Nations League group, the Netherlands, Belgium, or England. He said England, so he had some fight left in him, but it was not enough. It was a 4 2 win for Hugh Keevans. Hard lines, Chris. Ah, experience shows me experience. Exactly, good man. All the best, Chris. More red wine. What are you <laughs> thinking? And what are you thinking, Sunday, Chris? You're a Rangers fan. What, what's what's Petardry looking like for you? It's always a tough venue, but you know what? See all this talk about them trying harder against Rangers, and oh, it's just boring. It really is. Like Rangers go out and try harder on the European games. Rangers try harder against Celtic. So Aberdeen just try harder against the bigger teams. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of these things. Um, I'm going to go for a two 0 to Rangers. Um, Clement's come in and he's he's put his stamp on the, the players that he's got. So I'll go at two 0 Rangers. There we go. Hugh, Hugh, it's been a great week. It's been it's been funny. It's been I think done in the right spirit. Sometimes yeah. I mean Mark Wilson had a tough old time last night on the phones. Oh, he was what he was, was happening getting. Last night? It was the it was the topic of you know do Aberdeen try harder? Mm. Mark said, well, don't be ridiculous. Like that's not the way professionals think. We had callers phoning in who had researched the running stats to show that Aberdeen yeah. run harder against right. Rangers. <clears throat> Maybe I'm going to offer the really boring explanation here. Is the language you use important? You know, are you, I think you know you say it's a fixture that brings out the best in Aberdeen. I think that that's that seems fine, and and you get what you know. Chris is saying there, you know, teams can. Did the Rangers manager not say you kind know, of quash it? They can. You can try all you like to quash it, but it'll, it won't go away. You know, you can you can raise your game and you talk about the atmosphere and whatever. I think one. I think once you phrase it as Aberdeen try harder. Yeah. Mm. I think that's when obviously you're you are basically questioning the. So that sounds a bit more accusatory towards the players in the club, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't believe it. I do believe that there is a decades-long animosity mm -hmm. between the, both sets of fans um, because of an incident between Neil Simpson and Ian Durant, 
Um, and that has made the fixture the next mm. most contentious after a Celtic Rangers fixture. That's for fans, though, yeah. I mean, I can't yeah, imagine Nicholas Raskin and no. Ojan Miofsky but care I, much about No, I, I don't believe that whoever the Aberdeen manager may be at any given time, it's Barry Robson just now, I don't believe that he stands in the dressing room before a game against Celtic and says, listen, lads, you know, mm. just take it easy. And then the following week if he's playing Rangers, there, there are yeah. double training sessions and all the rest of it. I do believe that Chris is right with his prediction. I'm not certain about 2-0, but I'm certain that Rangers will win for a very simple reason. Rangers are much better than Aberdeen. In fairness, Simon, like I said to Hugh there, it probably depends what what your accusation is, if accusation's even the right word. You know, mm. Hugh's saying, I don't think Aberdeen have a, you know, stand in the dressing room and discuss that they're going to try harder. No. But maybe that's not what people are saying. <clears throat> maybe people are saying, well, it, it is an intense rivalry and therefore the players do raise their game in the same way that, that Celtic players might raise their game to play Rangers, vice versa, European games. Is there anything in that? Have we all got a bit mad with this debate this week? I think we've all got a bit mad with it. I, th I think, from a personal point of view, I, I was a coach at Dundee United. I went back to Celtic Park. I wanted to, I wanted to win. You wanted to win. You, you, you prepared your team to go and try and beat the opposition regardless of who it was. Barry Robson will do the same. Uh, this, as I say, the, the, the history of that fixture probably stems back to what Hugh was talking about there, yeah. but it's irrelevant to the, the players nowadays. It's your, <laughs> it's your livelihoods your professionalism, you have to go out and try and, you know, do it to the best of your ability. I think it's, obviously it was documented, Big Boy Dimension stuff on it and we've all been talking about it since, but for me, I don't see anything in it at all. Let's hear Philippe Clement's assessment. I cannot believe that players are more motivated for one game than for another game. For sure not where I'm a manager, because then it, the story will be very short for these players if they're not motivated for every game. So I'm focused on my players, what they have to do. If we want to keep the same results, we have to step up. There's no other choice. It's also what I want. I don't want players who are satisfied and think that's their end level. I think in this group, with, with a lot of work and a lot of concentration, they still can grow a lot as a team and as an individuals. There's one source of motivation for Rangers on Sunday and that is to keep very, very close to Celtic because the championship is far from over. There's one source of motivation for Aberdeen. They're two points off the bottom of the league and they better get out of there quickly. So that's the motivation. What happened decades ago between two players, as Simon said, is now an irrelevance. The motivation is personal improvement. Um, it's funny So one of our colleagues Just flagged this video to me We actually saw it earlier And it's funny You talk about the size of the rivalry Whether this means who tries what not, That's not necessarily my point Seen this sort of Q&A That James Madison has done On Spurs social media today You yeah. seen it? No, not seen it and He's scored a few in his time hasn't he? Yeah. He's asked What's your favourite goal You've ever free scored? Kick. He says it's the free kick Against Rangers <laughs> And he talks about the size Of the rivalry uh, between yeah. the clubs It's My even goodness. made its way yeah, well, To the, the dizzy heights <laughs> Of the English Premier League This weekend That's astonishing You know Given that he's had A fantastic time Under Ange Postecoglou And Spurs have Really had a Remarkable start That's his favourite goal Of all time Did you say? That he scored yeah He mm. scored I remember it well too, uh, but it's astonishing that after all he's done in his career since then, that remains at the forefront of his mind. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, let's bring in Sean. How are you, Sean? Hi, 
I'm good, thank you. What are you thinking tonight? Well, um, a question for Hugh Kevins. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I forgot it now. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't worry. See, this is the good thing. I think I can jog your memory. It's definitely something about Ryan Kent, according to my screen. Did that ring a bell? Yeah, yeah it was. Go for it. Um, uh, do you think Rangers should re-sign Ryan Kent? I think the problem created here, Sean, is that Ryan Kent played for other managers at Ibrooks, and the, the manager now is Philippe Clement, who has his own ideas in mind. Uh, I, I think that Ryan Kent uh, was a decent player for Rangers. I don't think he was the, the player that he could sometimes be made out to be. He could flatter to deceive. He could fail on the big occasion. But for me, the most important point is that I would guess that this man, Philippe Clement, knows exactly who he wants to mm. bring to Rangers in January. And it would not surprise me, you know, Kevin Van Veen tried a, you know, oh, I heard that Rangers wanted me. Uh, at 32, he's not going near Rangers. And I'm not sure that Philippe Clement is interested in Ryan Kent either. So we always just do this we kind of put yeah, two and two together Celtic fans have been talking about Jota yeah. Rangers talking about <clears throat> Ryan Kent Motherwell talking about Kevin and it was Van Tierney Bean. before we spoke about Tierney um, at one point I, I, I have nothing more to add to suggest that it's possible but to just I think Philippe Clement would probably <clears throat> like more wingers no yeah. just given the, carry on Sean <clears throat> do you think he's worth bringing back I mean Simon he yeah. really Divided opinion. I think yeah. that's that's fair, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? I, w- I would say no. I would say no. I'm interested to Sean, obviously, what mm. he feels about it, but I would say no. I think towards the end, his numbers weren't where they should have been. Uh, and they tailed off quite dramatically towards the end. I think this guy, Clement, will be looking to the, the first transfer window of his tenure and he'll be looking to bring in his own type of players. He'll already be looking at them, I would imagine. What do you but, think, Sean? You asked the question because you think it would be a good idea. Well, in my my own opinion, I think he'd be a good replacement because uh, I think Philip Clement would be a, a good ambassador towards him. Yeah, and there is that. Like Hugh, it's entirely possible that Philippe Clement then gets a you know a great tune out of him and yeah. rediscovers some of the stuff. But you know, there are just if he wants a winger, there are loads out there. Oh, yeah. It doesn't add, it doesn't add anything, does it? The, to the, the, the you know, the fact that he's been there before. There was peak Kent and there was peak Morelos and Rangers should have cashed in at that point and they'd have made millions of pounds on the pair of them, but they didn't and ended up with nothing. And peak Kent came and went and I'm not sure that, uh, you know, as I say, he flattered to deceive on too many occasions for me and I'm not sure that Philippe Clement is remotely interested in him. Let's hear a bit more from Philippe Clement Not on Ryan Kent unfortunately Though thank you for your call Sean uh, On the line He believes that some players returning from injury Can help the squad Rangers are gearing up now for 12 games in 37 days We go now in the next series of games Of uh, 12 games in 37 days We're going to need a a fit squad We're going to need a large number of players To make a good rotation To have every second that they're on the pitch That they can go 100% 100% that they can go maximum because that's the kind of football we want to see. The first weeks with the new manager, it's always honeymoon. Everything is new and everybody is expecting the chance and we start with the white page. Now we need to see also players who are not playing the first two, three games if they stay sharp. 
I mean, obviously, a, a, a section that includes 12 games is bound to be season-defining because it's quite, oh, yeah. a, quite a sizable chunk. But, you know, they do come thick and fast. Like we said, 37 days, even my limited arithmetic would tell you, Rangers playing pretty much every three days. Yeah. Um, and they will also have, uh, you know, Europe. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. It includes that. It includes cup final yeah. and... and you know, big games in the league as well. You know, the, to go to the managerial cliche, you can only take one game at a time. And I just find Sunday's game fascinating for the reason that we need to get this Aberdeen lie down to Celtic and try hard against Rangers <laughs> argument out of the way. And I just think it's a fascinating game. And he will go in with a completely open mind because he doesn't know what happened between Ian Durant and Neil Simpson. And he doesn't know the extent to which the fans dislike each other. He just sees them as a team in red that he has to beat. Uh, and it will be, I think, an outstanding football match. The, the thing is, if you even take out the who tries harder against who, Simon, to state the obvious that, that this fixture comes... Immediately after they lost 6 0 at Celtic <coughs> Park. So, yeah. in any team anywhere in You'd the world, reaction. you're looking for reaction. Mm. You need it to be much better than the previous game. Forget yeah. who you're up against. So, it'll be interesting to see how that game does pan out because loosely, the way Aberdeen set up at Celtic Park, and I stress loosely because they lost 6 0, has kind of worked for them this season. They obviously went to Ibrox earlier yeah. in the campaign, they've had good performances in Europe. Celtic were very good in the day, Aberdeen got it terribly wrong. So, yeah. Interesting to see what well, but differences. It was exactly that. It was a combination of both of those things. As I say, I covered that game. I thought it would be a difficult game for Celtic because Aberdeen had come off the back of a decent result in Europe. Uh, I think they're still a decent team. I think that played a part. Simple, like you know, like tiredness. Possibly, if you like after Europe. Possibly, but I think Celtic were very good on the day. Uh, get early goals in the game, which you know doesn't help Aberdeen's case. Uh, but I, th I think they're still a decent team I think it'll be a difficult game Possibly Clement's most difficult game Up till now uh, He's come in, did very well I think he speaks well there Saying, you know, he's acknowledged It's a honeymoon period Now they have to get down to business I said before For Bill to keep his job He'd have to win every game And win the cup So this guy's got an opportunity Of winning the first uh, domestic trophy It's the classic example Of two different managers when Rangers lost 3-1 to Aberdeen at Ibrox and emptied half the stadium because they were so awful, did the Rangers players, who are now working their socks off for Philippe Clement, shortchange Michael Beale? Or was Michael Beale so short on organisation and inspiration that he had to be got rid of after that game because Rangers needed to get someone who knew what they were doing? Was it a combination of both factors? The only thing I know is Rangers will not be on Sunday the Rangers that they were mm. when Aberdeen won 3 1 at Ibrox. So we'll find out. It's a good time to get your call in. What about Celtic Park tomorrow? Everything, absolutely everything, even a Hugh Keevens reverse <laughs> psychology, wishful thinking <laughs> prediction, couldn't point to anything other than a Celtic win. So is there any case for you, Motherwell fans, to cause a shock? Celtic fans, what would you do with the team? Would you rest the likes of Alistair Johnson, Louis Palmer, just back today from international duty? A trip to Rome coming up. Would you rest them? Would you mix things around a little bit? Let us know right now whilst I tell you about this. Cash for Kids. Mission Christmas. With J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist. Changing landscapes across the UK. 
Yeah, I've been telling you about this all week and quite frankly could go on and on and on about it because it is that important. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is back and we know that this year, even more than previous years, it could be a real tough time for families right here on our doorstep. We're talking cost of living crisis being difficult for everybody really. So just imagine um, the scenario for those who were already struggling uh, before that took place. So we're really just trying to make a small bit of a difference, nothing drastic and we need your help by supporting Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. I uh, want to thank everyone who's already been getting involved. The Metropolitan Bar and Restaurant, the Tap Yard Sports Bar in the Merchant City, donating £1 from every bill from now until the end of December. Just try to count up Hugh Keevan's red wine bill and what, what that would be. Uh, also to Scania at Eurocentral, you know, just off the M8, hosting their annual charity day this Sunday, the 26th from 12pm. Proceeds all going to Cash for Kids. It's no cost to get in. They're just asking for donations on the day. And to hear exactly the kind of difference your money can make, let's hear from Diane. She's from North United Communities in Glasgow. They offer a range of activities for families living in poverty. And she tells us about one girl in particular who's been in to see them recently. I work with a teenager. She doesn't get lunch anymore going to school. So she used to get £2 a day to buy it, but now her mum can't afford that. Sometimes there isn't even enough bread in the house and occasionally sometimes there's a bit of cheese for a sandwich. But she gets embarrassed. So most days she doesn't bother with lunch or she goes off on her own while pretending to her friends she's away home for lunch. But she's actually not. These are the types of people we're trying to help and obviously, as you can hear, they need your help. As many as one in two children live in poverty here in Glasgow in the West, so we guarantee every penny, 100% of the funds raised goes straight back to people like the girl you just heard about that need your help. You can find all the details at clyde1.com forward slash mission and that's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, Scotland's <coughs> premier structural steel specialist changing landscapes across the UK. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 0141 951 1025 if you'd like to join them. And we would like you to join us. So let us know what you're thinking tonight. If it's football specific maybe you've got a thought on like team selection or how these these games are going to go this weekend uh, the bigger sort of picture story of the day is VAR for the 97th time since its introduction and counting I would imagine let's see if we get a quiet weekend uh, on that front no 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 no, no such thing exists I see this is the thing I think we actually have had a slightly quieter start to the season than it could have been I think so. When it first brought it in, like there was handball chaos everywhere. No, oh, some of the handball decisions last year were madness, wasn't ridiculous. it? And then you look at this season, England have had like their nuclear moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. can't really get any worse than that. Ours might come at some point, but just just don't feel like we've really had it yet. Well, I still think it stands for mm. very argumentative rumpus. Well, it sure does. But you know, what I mean, this sort of like, oh, I think that was a trip. Well, I think it don't. I think it wasn't. You know, that's not that's not the nuclear option. And I'm sure Crawford Allen and his colleagues are putting the tin hats on for if and when that well, day does come we're getting closer to the opening of the pantomime season now that's a penalty oh mm, no it is exactly <laughs> right let me give you this question first the full time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride slat wall panels available in seven colours now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices right I must admit I usually we all generally try my best look through the questions 
Look at the intellectual capacity of the pundits that we've got. You're not, you don't fancy us here, do I you? I don't no. fancy us at all. No. This no. is like Muller will go to Celtic Park tomorrow. Oh. I'd like it to happen, but I just, just can't see it. Um, he's got quite prolific, this guy on Twitter. He's set up a, or, or, or lady, um, set up a Twitter account, Gordon DL's Unusually Long Nose. Right. And he's been sending in some good questions. <laughs> Who are we to... Are we to question it? Can you name the last eight players to score at a Euros for any country and have played in the Scottish top flight? So, can you name the last eight players to have scored at the Euros and have played in Scotland's top flight? Um, Scottish players included? Yeah. Callum McGregor. Absolutely. I mean, you might find that your list of Scots doesn't. Go, go, beyond go beyond that yeah. the, la- the last eight the last eight players who've scored at the Euros uh-huh. and they've played in and Scotland's played in top Scotland. flight is the question simple it's just the answers that are not mm. I mean McGregor uh, what if I told you McGregor was like the only easy one and the rest yeah, are really yeah, difficult yeah, yeah. did James Madison score no no oh, no no um, maybe think maybe maybe worth bearing in mind other sort of home nations though that might be a good good starting yeah. off point for you would you like to pick one Ramsey yes there we go I knew there was some knowledge hidden under that hat Aaron Ramsey scored for Wales at two different Euros actually 2016 and 2021 more home nations uh, yep mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're easy but they're in there not his home nation though. you're done with them you're done right. with the Welsh right. okay right. so we're thinking Irish yep okay Right, Euros. Northern Ireland. Yes, indeed. Um, Kyle Lafferty. No. Uh, not far off. What about the Republic? So there was, no, well, not stick with Northern stick Ireland. There was Northern a few, Ireland. Euro 2016, wasn't there? That sort of era. I remember that team went, did well, and there was a good few who had Scottish top flight experience. Oh. Right, I'll let you get Jordan back. Jones? No. Thinking more. More of an impact on our top flight than him, with no disrespect. Steve Davis? Didn't score, but again, you're kind of getting there. All right, I'll, you can get back to it. You can have a think. And if you want to submit a question out there, full time at Clyde1.com. Uh, get your questions in. Greg is in Edinburgh. Greg, how are you? All right, Gordon. What are you thinking tonight? What have you got for us? Hey, anyway, we're just going back to the VAR thing. I came before I spoke about it enough, but every time a dispute comes up about VAR, all you see is Celtic vans or on Twitter and phoning in and or just moaning constantly about it. And you think, how can they moan? And Rogers. Rodgers, I've never seen a manager moan like it. And how can Rodgers... You've never seen Rodgers moaning about the lack of Bielke when the Ibrox away. Well, we mentioned that one earlier on. Uh, like, but that's still a contentious decision. I suppose if you're a Celtic fan, you think it's a foul. If you're a Rangers fan, you, do, you think it's not a foul. But I'm just saying, like, what, what has Rodgers got to moan about? He's in charge of the hmm. team with the biggest budget in the league. How do you think all these small teams feel when they come to Parkhead? To be fair to Brendan Rodgers, he was the third manager to go public on it. The first that I can recall was uh, Derek McInnes at Kilmarnock, and then came Stephen Robinson. So Brendan was third in the queue. I think, to be fair, Greg, this is what we said, you know, about it being maybe a bigger discussion as well. It came, obviously, the comment came on the back of dies in Maida in Europe so not you know not Scottish refs not Scottish VAR um, but I don't I'm not sure it was necessarily Brendan Rodgers saying we've had all the bad decisions against us no one else has had bad decisions we're the worst hit and therefore we want rid of VAR you know I think is it not maybe about that bigger picture as we said about 
yes, decisions, but you know, maybe the time it's taken, the impact it's having on the games, did it not feel like a bit more of a a bigger comment from him rather than just we're harder done by than anyone else and therefore we want rid of it? I probably, but I just think you just think can people bite a bite a handle for the Celtic job when he's I just even when they first came in, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure he was saying things like like people were moaning that Andrew's away and he was like, No, Andrew's football's not the only way to play and stuff like that. It's like just just let the players play. Why come out and moan all the time, eh? And go back to the referees. I think the referees aren't actually that bad. I just think they bottle it more often than not. Like, even I'm an Rangers fan. I see it at Ibrox and I see it at Parkhead. When there's 50,000 fans there, I think they're just like, oh, penalty to Rangers, penalty to Celtic, or other teams get a chance. And it's like, we're not giving him a penalty because he's easily turn that down. Do you know what I mean? I oh, I'll tell you what, Greg, you can stay. You can stay, finally. A fan from Celtic or Rangers to come on and admit that they both get the big decisions and it's the wee mm. teams that miss out, Hugh. Well, Only waited seven years for this. Um, you know, it, it makes the point that uh, he doesn't think referees are that bad and then says they bottle it. <laughs> so if you bottle it, you're a bad referee. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I just think... No, clearly don't, <laughs> because I've just said to you, inevit- you can't be both. In- inevitable, I think maybe Greg feels at sometimes a bit of the... Loud shouts Psychologically um, Conversations like this You're never going to be able to keep narrow Because you know Today was about this review And whether you agree with the number But very quickly that feeds into General refereeing standards Or the overall impact of, of VAR You know there isn't yeah. the, the, Today wasn't a study on The enjoyment levels of VAR It was no. just some sort of um, re- Like I say reviews By this panel that's been set up People clearly don't like the numbers. Um, but yeah, it, it just feels like this stuff's not necessarily going anywhere. No, but I, I just keep going back to the three out of 407. Yeah. As I said earlier on, you would think anybody looking mm-hmm. at those stats would be like, oh, this is working. This is now technically it might be working, yeah. but there's obviously any, that, a any lot for of, you that, that, that I can't you think, think would of stand any that out, really out off with the top that. of my head. No, I can't. Because yeah, I, um, I was in the. I was at that briefing today, like you know, like many people were, um, and it's it's not hugely controversial or adversarial. But people obviously, well, what about that one? And what about that one? And we did mention. I think it's a general feeling. Look, in, about in, VAR. in the next view, in the next review, like you said, I'd be amazed if if, if, if Ross McCausland at Livy isn't at least considered. Um, and the one at Liam Boyce, um, one that was raised today, you know, was like, well, what about uh, Sima in the cup against Livingston? Remember, it was like a. Like a push in the yeah, back the, sort of thing the, And he ran through and side. scored yeah. The panel were obviously okay with that Some people in the room disagreed Like the Lager Bielka one obviously came yeah. up That the yeah. panel, these three ex-coaches agree They think that's that's the right decision What turned if, out in the day I, But in the room today It was, I don't know I think mo- I think slightly more people felt It was the right decision But again there was room for debate If I sat Greg down for the next five years Every Friday night for the next five years, Greg would tell me that Lagabielka was hard, uh, was uh, let off with one, and Rangers were hard done by. That will simply his opinion will never change, and any Celtic fan for the next five years would be the same. They would think Lagabielka mm. was fouled. We we can't go over the Celtic Rangers rivalry when it comes to VAR because the the views of supporters are too deeply entrenched. They even if. I can prove beyond all reasonable doubt to the satisfaction of the European Commission on Human Rights <laughs> that... Let's not debate that. 
it was a penalty, or this was a penalty, or that was a penalty. It wouldn't matter to a Celtic or Rangers what, fan because your, they can't see it. What's your take on it, Greg? Because we, we on this show, and I think the discussion, we obviously we spend a lot of time looking at what it's got wrong. Is is it too much for you, or are you actually thinking, well, do you know what, it, it gets a lot right and we maybe don't give that the attention and, and therefore it's here to stay for you, or which side are you on? No, it does get a lot right, but like, to be honest, when you watch football these days, you're starting to think, is it still a contact sport? Because, like, not even just a lag of the LK one, just any little thing, little touch when they go down, and you're like, if you touch them in the street, they're going to go down like that, eh? So it's just, sometimes football's a bit, I don't know if it's, I wouldn't say it's finished that way, but, like, any little contact players are going down, and it's like, it's cheating, eh? We need to get that out of the game. I counter that by saying, you know, about this Celtic Aberdeen game, I thought that the challenge by Slobodan Ruzic on Kyogo was. A shocker. Mm. And I couldn't believe that Willie Collum, who's been known to flash a red card or two in his yeah. time, I couldn't believe he didn't show a straight red card. And I was further astounded by VAR saying, yeah, the yellow card was sufficient punishment. I'd, and, you know, that was contact mm. and a half. And and I mean, especially in the week where and people out there will just accuse me of being biased, but especially when they, they deemed Maeda's dangerous you know, uh, in the Madrid game in the Tuesday night. And get, that one was a shocker. Yeah, there's been a real split in football about that one, though, hasn't there, in terms of, you know, when you when you put it like that, I mean, obviously that, people saying, obviously that's dangerous, and why, are head, why is head challenges not... You could argue not, that's more dangerous well, than yeah, the think foot. It, I think it almost certainly is. Um, but then, you know, you, you've been there, I can almost imagine, as a coach, honestly, you sort of... I'm not saying the guy meant it. I'm yeah, just and you're kind of hoping that that commitment is there, because that's kind of what you hear, isn't it? Just too much. Too, too much yeah. for me in a, in a week that you're One of the callers Earlier on talks about Inconsistencies In a week where A player was deemed You know Going in there And effectively The other player Kicked off yeah. his foot But I, This is the only thing I always say this When we bemoan Lack of consistency They are two entirely Different incidents Aye. They're not even In the same country So But, I, but I, that's That's when it I comes don't, back I to I don't think That's an issue Of consistency for me because I know, but it, it might not be that. But that's adds where to the frustration that's, for adds fans. to the frustration right. of fans watching games. See what I mean, though, Hugh? Consistency to me would be like identical incidents, if yeah. any, actually exist. Of course. With the same ref or whatever. I think asking for consistency in football is an impossibility. I agree it, with you wholeheartedly. It, it's simply not possible because everyone has their own particular view yeah. of an incident. And, you know, I started watching football in the 1950s referees were balloons then and they're balloons now um, thank you very much to Greg on the line any more on that teaser Liam Boyce no but yeah, I mean, you're, you're working around all how the far, Northern Irish back there we go um, so that it's Euro 2016 is one of the tournaments and this guy this guy's been a bit of a he's now no That's longer Northern in, Ireland player yeah, he's no longer in the league but he was a he was a good old Scottish Premiership stalwart this now guy again. yes ah. okay uh, and we'll try and get the rest of the answers next. But if you go to Clyde1.com, uh, we've actually got a good little competition running for you. We've got a range of presents to hand out just in time for Christmas uh, with presents under the tree suitably titled. This one is wasted in Hugh Evans, but you'll love it. You can win an exclusive 13-person Grand Prix VR experience what? at VR Simulators Glasgow. He doesn't drive and he's got no idea about technology. So imagine him with a VR uh, racing Experience. It's 5D, Hugh. It's got full motion seats, wind generation. 5D for me means 
a tanner, so expensive. 185 cars, 100 tracks. I don't know if the switchback up to yours is there, but anyway, it's a great deal with the family, stag do's, hen do's, Christmas parties, it's all there. So check it out at Clyde1.com. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it, watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Hugh Keevans are in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, which means they've got a full-time teaser to get through, and they are plodding their way through it. That would be the best description. <laughs> We're asking them to name the last eight players who've scored at a Euros for any country. And they've also played in the Scottish top flight. So you've got Callum McGregor, Aaron Ramsey, and Niall McGinn. Interestingly, that is in the order. You're sort of, you know, uh, most. What can I be about? From, from most recent. Milo has sent a good answer, a really good answer, actually, that you're still looking for. Georgie Samaras. Well done. Scored for Greece against Germany at Euro 2012. Yelovic. Well done. Croatia against Republic of Ireland, also Euro 2012. 12 Okay, three to get I will tell you There are What are we? One Two former Rangers players in there One for a home nation One for Not home nation <laughs> uh, And the other one Is a former Livingston player That's when you're in trouble I think with this one mm-hmm. Difficult Do you know what yesterday was? The birthday of Hugh The anniversary I should say No Six years ago Yesterday What were you doing? 23rd of November oh, I've, I've seen this Six <laughs> years ago I've 2017 or whatever that would be uh, And this is going to make you feel really old Because it makes me feel old Six years There's nothing that can make me feel older than I am Unless you're going to tell me Hugh Keevans Is a specky tube <laughs> <laughs> Six years ago, yesterday. My my grandchild, one of my grandchildren, used to run around the school playground saying, "My papa is the specky tube." <laughs> Can you believe that though? Six years. I don't know. What he's doing? Fielding was it comments? Mean tweets. Mean tweets. Yeah. It was. It was brilliant. It was. It was in, this seen very, in this very room. Yeah, it looked a bit different back yeah. then, didn't it? But we sat in here and see if you go and watch the video back. The most remarkable thing about it is Gordon DL's hair colour. Oh <laughs> wow, that was before he stopped using the just for men. It's like a burgundy colour or something. Oh dear. Now you watch it back. Then my my favourite, the highlight of my career is probably Robert Pires, who actually recorded in the the Francophile style. Yuki Beans is a specky too. <laughs> yeah, you, did you play in that? Did he play in some sort of Star, star sixes. sixes? Yeah. So when he came, someone got him to record Hugh Evans is a specky too. Was, was it in French or was it just with no, the no, accent? No, no, just no, hello, hello. Yeah, just yeah, with yeah, the accent. He did the full ah, Charles Aznavour. Six years. And all, do you know what? I put it on my Instagram story yesterday and all, everybody just kept replying saying, you've got to do this again. It's like they, they enjoy seeing mean things being said about you. Yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. that, isn't it? But as I say, it, it, it pleased the grandchildren no end, so there's no harm in it. There we go, it's on the screen for the live stream. There oh. he is. It's that look in his face. <laughs> I think, you know what, I think you're ageing great. Yeah. You look exactly like that right now. Wow. I think you're ageing. I mean, is that, this? no, it's a, you've gone for a wee round neck tonight rather than the cardigan. Yeah, that's it. I and I've got a tie brilliant. on, I never wear a tie now. Ah, standards of just this and what... Yeah, I've joined the plummet. You're, you're next to guys with hoodies and 
caps on what you meant yeah. to do. Um, <laughs> anyway, right. What else do you think? What else would you like to bring to our attention ahead of tomorrow? Well, Craig Levine's returned to Tynecastle. Oh, That'll be a belter. Get a good, um, he'll get a good reception, won't he? Also, Derek Adams. I like Derek. You know, always have done uh, the new Ross County manager against uh, Kilmarnock. Everywhere you look, you know, there's good stuff going on. He's been away for what? Was it nine years? Nine years, yeah. Nine years, Derek's been away. Still got the house in Dingwall. Craig yeah. Levine will get a good response, won't he, from the Hearts fans? I, I don't see any reason why they should be uh, abusive towards him because I remember Craig as a Hearts player and believe me, he was an outstanding Hearts player. Magnificent defender and, uh, you know, Hearts very much in his blood uh, and I think he should get a warm welcome. Yeah, it all ended in tears. Uh, it's like that in football. You know, you can be great one minute and it all ends in tears. There's no reason for anyone to be abusive towards him tomorrow. And this is where you test the, the new manager bounce. You know, what can Derek Adams do? Craig Levine got a good good response initially. He did. What happens he there? did. And they've got the home game uh, against Cole Marnock. So, yeah, you're looking for that manager bounce. It's just uh, interesting. You know, he's been away... Uh, Plying his trade, I think, down Plymouth. Where was he? Morecambe? Morecambe, Morecambe yeah. So he'd been away for nine years, but knows the club very well. Had success here before. So it'll be interesting to see how he does this time and out. Tony Doherty at Dundee. Special mention. Great because, start, yeah. You know, yeah, he, man steps out on his own. Comes from the shadows where he's been with um, Derek McInnes for years and years. Doing a great job. And, you know, Hibbs, Nick Montgomery, he's got that first win. Uh, that would be another good fixture tomorrow. It's a very good card, very good weekend altogether. What does tomorrow mean? What does tomorrow look like for Motherwell? Um, Just is it about avoid about avoiding a heavy one? Is is that about? I, I think he's good. I think Stuart Kettlewell uh, knows that they're under pressure, and I think he's got to go to Celtic. And I, I know they took six off Aberdeen, and Aberdeen were shabby on the day, absolutely shabby. Uh, but he's got to go there in the, the belief that they can make it tight. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Celtic will not be able to put out the team they would like to put out because of circumstances, because of the international break, because of injury. Got to go there with something more optimistic in mind than damage limitation. It just feels, Simon, like you know you wouldn't be expected to win or get anything, but if or <coughs> when you don't, a 10. That's a, it's a real landmark number, that 10 games without a win. Yeah. Does the attention really shift to after that? Can you write tomorrow off completely? And then you look at in one week, in one week after that, Dundee at home, yeah. Ross County away, St Johnston at home. Well, these that are, week these is are the ones. massive, isn't oh. it? Yeah, they're, they're the ones that Motherwell will be focusing on. It's wrong to say they won't focus on tomorrow because they're a professional outfit and we've seen St Johnston go there and get a point mm-hmm. this season, so it can be done. Uh, I think Celtic, as I said earlier on the show, are clicking into a wee bit of rhythm. But those three games there, Gordon, that you've just mentioned, massive. That's that's the ones that will mm. probably define this moment for Mother. Kind of feels like can't beat anyone at the moment, but maybe that's just the fatalist in me. Uh, right, let's finish off with this teaser. Did you get any more? Really tough looking for players that have scored at the Euros and Northern played Ireland. in Scotland the last eight. The Northern Ireland veteran. Go on. Northern me. Ireland veteran, defender, give came to these, Rangers, latter stages of career, barely played. Give us his initials. G.M. Don't like silence. Silence on radio is not good. West Brom, better known. Graham, Gordon, Gareth, Macaulay. 
Have you heard of Gareth McCauley? <laughs> Are you familiar yeah, with his work? Yeah, just about. Right, the other two. Wouldn't what about a Rangers loanee you think he was uh, scored at Euro 2016 um, for Slovakia? Oh, I, I, know that, oh. I know who he is, but I can't get... VW, Weiss. yes, Weiss. Vladimir Weiss. And the hardest of all, former Livingston player, Republic of Ireland against Sweden. Great career down south, Norwich and the likes. Position Midfield little Playmaker type Set pieces All that sort of stuff No way Hulahan Yes Hulahan Wes Hulahan There you go Well done You got there in the end Sort of Thank you to Simon (laughs) And to Hugh What a day What a weekend It's going to be in Scottish football Back with a bang After the international break Andrew McLean Is looking after things tomorrow I'll speak to you Monday night And in the meantime You'd be mad Not to stay right there GBX is up next